What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watch and feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving into the real reality of Oliver Twigst. I have the multi-hyphenate on the pod today to wax honest about how music is the foundation of his gaggle of greatness, to talk about how the freedom of being on camera beats the money that he makes behind the scenes, the power of three, Charmed, America's Next Top Model, and so much more. Lock in while I clock in, because me and one of my inspirations are about to get into it. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mr. Twigs. How are you? I'm doing great in yourself. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for um, accommodating that time change. I appreciate it. Listen, I know you are a very busy man. You are a very busy queen with, with you know, lots of jobs, lots of clients, and lots of streams of income. So I'm very understanding. I appreciate it. Anytime. So, uh, so I pretty much just conduct the interviews. I don't like phone calls. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, ha- um, have the girls answer, say hello, check on you. How, how, how are you doing? And then we just kind of jump into the shit. Okay, cool. Sweet. So how... So how so how are you? How's Mama Twigs? How's the people and the things and the things and the puppies and the dogs and the stuff? Hello. Hey, um, if you're um, on your phone right now, I've heard that if you let your phone lock, it'll like cut you off from the thing. Oh, okay. From the, I see. the connection. So. I, so I'm just figuring out how all of this um, app podcast software works. Mm-hmm. So, so I have to remind myself to tell people. Okay, Sorry cool. Thank that. you. No, you're fine. Um, no, but I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I actually just got off the phone with my mother before I hopped on with you. She's doing great. Bob is doing great. Everyone's doing great. That is lovely. Send everybody my love and everything. I definitely will. Thank you so much. Now listen, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Um, I fell in love with reality TV at a young age. I think my earliest memory of reality TV may be um, Flavor of Love, I think. Ooh, that's a great part. That's a great part. Mm-hmm. So we know you've been involved in the messiest of the messy TV shows from the beginning. But I feel like maybe I was watching reality TV before then. Maybe because I feel like I was watching Real World. Um, maybe, but 
we'll go with Flavor of Love because that's the one I vividly remember. Like I, re- I vividly remember watching that in real time. Oh, that's fair. Because I, you know, like people don't necessarily count like all the reality shows that they may have seen. Like I always count like the HGTV shows and mm-hmm. like Antique Road shows and all of those. But like for me, what really started uh, started the the spiral for me was more mm-hmm. so Road Rules. So I, I always say rules. yes. So I always say go with the one that you just instantly think of first. Mm-hmm. Speaking of thinking of first, who's your biggest musical influence? I would have to say Nicki Minaj. She's my Ditto. biggest influence. I love her um, style, her approach, her charisma. She's everything. I agree. I always say that without Nicki Minaj, I would have never picked up a pen to write a rap in the first place. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the smartest lyricists we're, we're probably ever going to get <laughs> in mainstream rap. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like current rap culture starts and ends with her. So I completely get it. Do you remember the first rap you ever wrote? Um, yes, I do. I believe Spit it with me right now. No, I'm playing. Um the first one I wrote ha- well the first one I vividly remember was I wrote a freestyle to um when I vividly remember is the freestyle I wrote to put your hands where my eyes can see while busting rhymes. I remember that one vividly. But I feel like I maybe did something before that. I wrote a rap in eighth grade, actually. I just don't mm-hmm. remember it. But I do, like, I, I remember I was in algebra class when I wrote it. I love that. Shout out to your algebra teacher. Yeah, Miss <laughs> T. Her. Brown. Miss T. Brown. I still talk to her every now and then. I love that. Shout out to Miss <clears throat> T. Brown. Mm-hmm. Creating legends. <laughs> now listen, congratulations on the Florida Girls retwix. Oh, I've thank been you. binging and watching this. <laughs> I've been listening to this song nonstop for 12 hours now. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love it. How did you start doing retwixes? Um, I think just when I started out looking up to people who rapped at the time. And a lot of people, like, to get noticed, you would remix somebody else's song. And then um, I just started doing that. And then I just started putting visuals with it. And then, like, it kind of became, like, a thing where people wanted me to, like, freestyle over other people's songs. So I just kept doing it. I really like it. I do, too. Like, that's kind of how I started. I, I, I um remember... The, well, well, the first rap that I remember writing was over Rihanna's Heartbeat. Oh, cool. Um, and because that was just a suggestion, like, like that, like my um, gay father at the time um, was like forcing me to do a rap group with with <laughs> with him to build my um, confidence and things like that. And mm-hmm. that was the first one that. <laughs> That, that I remember doing and then the whole jacket for beats thing was a real thing speaking of you know, now most people when they 
you know, remix, retweak people's songs. They just, you know, take the beat, drop it, throw it up, don't worry about it. You actually are a true professional in the sense that you actually get people's permission to do their songs. Um, what's that process like? Um, what song are you referring to? Um, just whoever, like, 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 just more so in a general sense. Well, I'm, I don't think I've actually gotten permission to do anybody's song. I don't think. Oh, I, 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 I thought you were reaching out to people to like to do their own song for them. Um, no, uh, uh, that's why I was I was asking like, what song are you um referencing? Like, were you talking about like a sample or something? Um, I think I remember on the show you were saying like you like reached out to somebody to like do their song. Maybe it was for the sample specifically. Maybe. I'm not too sure. I'm not hmm. too sure. I don't remember. Well, anyway, tell me about your writing process specifically. Um, I get inspired by something. Um, and then things just start coming to me in my head. And then I'll like just keep it going. And normally they're like spurts of creativity. So like I'll something that happened and I'll think of like four lines, maybe three, maybe even two. And I don't finish it then and Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Did I did I cut out? Um, it like went like a mute for a second, but it was like two seconds. Oh, okay, but I'll just be doing things and then just get inspired and write it down. And then when it's time for me to write again, I'll go back to my notes and like look at those and see like you know what I can do with it. Nice. Do you have a favorite re retweet that you've done so far? My favorite one. Um, if I had to, my favorite, that's hard, because some of them are, like, <laughs> some, a lot of them have done different things. I think overall, maybe my, I think my, um, thought shit one is, like, really, really good. Like, one of the good ones I've done in, in like, in recent times. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. I actually really agree with that. I think one that lives rent free in my mind of yours is the money request. And you know, I was oh, gonna say that one first. I was gonna say that one because that was the first one like a lot of people saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, oh, this one is. Why am I seeing this everywhere? Like, yeah, that one really went places. Thank you. Of course. Where do you feel most comfortable on camera, on the mic, or behind the scenes doing content? You know what? I would say actually in front of the camera. Actually, no, the mic, probably. Because I don't have to really think that much. When I'm behind the camera, that means everything that's going on that's in front of the camera and behind the camera is my responsibility. And I mean, even though I love doing it, it does require a certain level of, um, like, focus, you know? Mm -hmm. That like I have to pay, I have to pay attention to what's going on, and I have to do this. Whereas, if I'm in front of the camera, it's just whatever I feel like doing in that moment. 
Right. That makes perfect sense. And I think I would agree with that because it's like you have the opportunity to be more natural when you're on camera and on the mic, whereas behind the scenes you're like focused on every it like 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 you're micromanaging every single detail exactly so it's like it's less about you and it's more so just on you Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you see yourself producing tv one day um i have i produced the turned out with t.s madison show that was on fox oh i'm sorry oh no you're fine i did not know that Yes, I didn't have yes. assumed as much, but I didn't. Wow, congrats. Yes, I was one of the executive producers for Turns Out with T.S. Madison on Fox Soul, which had two seasons. Hopefully, we get a third one. Yes, I am. So, now, when is. Now, has the second season started airing yet? Because I, I remember seeing that it got picked up, but I haven't seen, like, the announcements, the, the date, and everything that's going on with that yet. So, the second season has already aired. Um, we took like a month off in between seasons and then um, we I think we picked back up with Lee Daniels I think that was our first one it was Lee Daniels, Tasha K um, contestant okay see all that just felt like one season I can see that because I, 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 I remember then being like, this season is over and that season is starting up. I was like, wait, like, does that like, like, were you saying like a six week sneak peek? Is it like a preseason free fit? I love that. Mm-hmm. That's aw- okay. That's awesome. How does it feel being the first reality star that I know of to go from online reality TV to network television? Um. I think I am actually the first one who ever did it. Um, I really believe you are. I think I am. (laughs) Um, It feels great because a lot of times um, people don't view web reality personalities as like legitimate personalities because it's not on television, Um, which I understand. Like, you know, I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Um, And all of us, of course, have some type of aspiration to want to crossover to a different market um you know uh as a sense of like accomplishment so it felt it felt really good to be the first one who actually did it congratulations again because i was Thank like you. wait a minute who else is doing this <laughs> like thank you thank you i i you know Excuse me being nervous. My stutter is 10 times worse. Oh, no, you're okay. Just for me talking to you. Because when I say that things like that are reasons why I wanted to reach out to you to do this. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I see when you came into the game, came on to chasing, doing all other things of the thing, it was like you already came in as, like, the first person doing a lot of things. Like, I had never seen people go and, like, be on reality TV doing content for celebrities behind the scenes and then going from network, I mean, going from YouTube, going to network, doing music, multi-hyphening, seasoning, this, that, and the third. It was like you were doing a lot of things that I had never seen before, and I aspire to that level of not even greatness, just success as is. Thank you. So, 
seeing somebody just come in, be on reality TV for one or two seasons, and they're like, no, now we're going to have two shows. Now we're going to do a third show over here. Now we're going to do music. Now we have seasonings. Now we have, you know, like it's, it's just really inspiring to see you continue to branch out in all these different avenues and do them all equally successfully. Thank you. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, anytime. Now, I saw that you were creating vlogs and videos, like, uh, as a kid. Like, I, I, like, I, I remember seeing you. I think you might have reposted um, a vlog about you going to Africa when you were younger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which of those passions came first, music or creating content? Music always came first. That's why Love I'll that. never stop doing it, because that, that came first. Please don't, because... Listen, as much as I love to support all the girls out here, there aren't a lot of lyricists that come from our community that are like intellectual rappers. There are a lot of good rappers. There are a lot of girls that 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 have ways with words. That's not to take away anything from anybody. But I'm a but I but I am someone who was raised by the intellectual rapper, by mm-hmm. the by the Busta Rhymeses, by the E's, by the Nicky's, by the Misty's. So hearing somebody and directly being able to hear that level of artistry and knowing that like they're within my wheelhouse or you know my area group. Yeah. That, it adds that extra level of okay, so I'm not crazy. So I'm not crazy for being smart and a bitch at the same time. Like it's like you're very validating for me as an individual. Well, that makes me happy because I remember when I first started out in web web reality, I never really saw anyone that was like me who was smart and well-spoken, but still like artsy and confident. And so me joining Chasing Atlanta was definitely to give a face and a voice to people who could relate to me because they, they, they see a part of themselves in me. So. That makes me happy. 100%. It was, you know, there's not a lot of people who come on reality TV and kind of like change the entire dynamic of a show. Mm-hmm. And seeing you walk in, it was like, oh, it's season two, but it feels like a brand new show all of a sudden. And it was just, it was just that, that breath of fresh air kind of injected. That thing you didn't know was missing from mm-hmm. the group. Then it was like, oh, this is what they needed. Got it. Got it. Okay, keep that. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Do you have an idea of what impact you want your... Do you have an idea of the impact you want your music to have? Yeah, definitely. Um, I want it to... When people hear me, I want people to hear, of course, a person of queer experience. But who's very serious and passionate about their craft and that, you know, gives people a fantasy, whether that's whether while you're listening to me, you feel like a bad bitch or you feel confident, you feel sexy, you feel cool, you feel smart, you feel noticed, including, I just want people to feel something when they hear me. Um, and that's what I try to put into my music, like my energy, things that make me like get crunk or excited. I try to put that in everything that I do so people can hopefully feel the same way I do. One million percent. 
What's the project you're most proud of right now and why? Um, the project I'm probably probably most proud of currently right now is the Super Freaky Girl remix I did with the other rappers from Florida because oftentimes we don't see um, people in our community collaborating with each other, especially in such a niche in such a niche community that being gay hip hop, whatever have you want to label it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see everybody just doing their own thing here and there and here and there. And so I wanted to bring together a group of talented people um, who I thought were talented and create something to show that, you know, in our community, we can work together and we can support each other. and We can, you know, be all the badass, all the badasses we are individually, but we can still stand beside other people who, who think they're bad too. And, and we can give each other props. 100%. And, you know, that's something that's been really consistent with you. Because I see you do it on the show all, 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 all the time where it's like you, 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 you go support, you you uplift the girls, you post the girls, you, you um, help the girls out. You may read them along the way, but, but you're still there for all the support. Mm-hmm. And when you put together Chasing the Beat, I was like, finally, finally, damn it. Because we don't ever see, like, like we don't see the girls just coming together. We see a million male rappers who sound, look, do have completely different fan bases, come together, do tours, albums. People don't even think know each other. Yet we can barely get two female rappers to, 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 to do a track, and we barely ever see any queer rappers to, to, together just on Instagram, mm-hmm, exactly. let alone on Wax. So seeing that, I was like, this is why. This is why I live for you, because you get it. You see the necessity of not just the gay community, not just the black community, but like creative and artists within that. That because the niches, like the niches just get smaller and smaller as you continue to add the labels onto it. Exactly. Thank you for doing that. No, thank and you. are we getting another one? Yes, no, we are. Um, I definitely have a song. Um. I have a song that I want them to do. I actually did. I actually previewed it on Chasing Atlanta this last season. Um, mm-hmm. That I'm. And then I'm also looking for some other creatives in the Atlanta area that I can collaborate with on another remix. Well, listen, I'm down in the Alabama, but y'all ain't but two hours away. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, okay, so she will. Ha- so she'll. Get, she'll, she'll should figure it out. Okay? Right. Period. Because, I, I mean, if Claudia can come from Los Angeles to do Real Housewives, if they can explant Kenya Moore from Detroit to come and do Housewives, Bama to Atlanta ain't, ain't, ain't but a hop, skip, and a jump. Exactly. Ain't nothing but a hop, skip, and a jump. Exactly. Now, out of all the things that we've talked about so far, and just all of the projects that, that you've done in general, which one brings you the best memory? Um, the best memories actually come from a project that has not been re- released yet, that I actually filmed like over a year ago at this point, and I'm just waiting for it to be released. 
But that one in particular is like my crown and jewel. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my, I feel like that's my diploma. That's like I've graduated. Like, yes, bitch. Like, you know, you, you've done it. You, you're doing it. You on your way. You got it. Um, and I, yeah. I, I can't wait until the world gets to see, you know, what I was able to participate in. That's amazing. Do you have an idea of when it's coming, or are, or are you just like sitting around waiting for the pro, for the post production to wrap up? So the post production has already wrapped up, from my understanding. The season is edited. Um, the network is a big network. Um, I can't say what network it is, but it's a huge network. Um, I think they're number one in their in their weight class. I actually think. Um, and so, you know, with that, there's a lot of things going on. So, you know, my, you know, our, I won't say our little show, but our show in the grand scheme of it, you know. So we just have to wait our turn, basically. That's all. We're just waiting our turn. Hopefully it'll be out by January of, you know, hopefully it'll be out by the top of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'm praying. But I know it'll come when it's supposed to come. Absolutely. And in the meantime, wow. you know, you just keep working. You keep working and keep creating and, you know, let the Lord and the universe do the rest. You ain't lying, Chell. Nah. Nah, I'm trying to figure out how how, how you got Jesus' direct Zipa number. Because <laughs> it seemed like y'all real tight. We like, real tight. But you know what? Me, me, I feel like, I feel like at a young age, I heard God's voice call me and I really, God really blessed me with um, a strong community of elders um, and, and people just throughout my life who've always like recognized the gift inside of me and cultivated it. Um, I think I went I think I cut out um but no I said I said I have a God has always blessed me with um a group of elders and people around me who've been more wise what they're they're wiser than me and have you know realized the gifts and talents I've had at a young age and just have cultivated me and mentored me and, and like grew me and you know put me in great positions and I do pray I pray to God every day um and I talk to him and I listen to him, you know, like I try to keep my spirit sensitive to, to his voice and to the things that he has me to do. And it hasn't, it hasn't, you know, steered me wrong yet. And, you know, when people question me about it, I'm like, well, I look at my life every day and I'm blessed. Like I can't complain about it. I can't complain about anything. I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I'm proud of everything God has blessed me with. And clearly I must be doing something right according to him. Right, because you know what they say, honey. God don't bless no mess, child. Yeah, I agree. What's the hardest thing about creating content for your own platform versus developing for your um, clients? Since, you know, for the people who don't know, you create content for all the girls of the girls, from the T.S. Madisons to the Dr. Heavenlies to the Dr. Contessas and all the girls of the girls. Yes. Oh, I, I've actually never created any content for Contessa. Me and her, yeah. her and I are just, um, I would say I'm a friend to their family. I used to have, I've, I've only had one legal job 
um, my entire life. And that was working at the YMCA. And in my earlier years, I started off as a camp counselor. And it just so happened that her two youngest children were in my group two years in a row. And um, the little Landon used to have a lot of issues at camp. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, just doing my job, being, you know, I feel like a good person, taking care of people, kids while they're at work. I used to always watch after him, like, closely and help him out and stuff like that. And I guess he was going home telling them, um, Mr. Eddie is, uh, is you know, Mr. Eddie's my counselor. He, he did this for me. He did this. And she came up to me one day. She was like, I just had to meet you because my children are always coming home talking about you and all this other stuff and da-da-da-da, you know, just giving me thanks. And ever since then, we've been cool. And then fast forward years later, once I started doing what I was doing and then she got on Married to Medicine, we were like, oh my God, look at this. So yeah, long story, just to say, I've never I've never made any content for Contessa. That's our connection. I, I know her from my uh, my old life child. But um, going back to your original question, it is so much harder creating content for myself because I'm way more critical on me um and then sometimes sometimes it's hard for me to when I'm creating it's hard for me to separate my like director overseer hat from the artist who needs to be in the moment and just feel the feels and stuff like that sometimes yeah. I could be very methodical and um logistical in the way that I think um but the, I would actually say the older that I've gotten and with the more experience and more confident, the more I'm way more confident now than I was back then. Um, it's, it's a whole lot easier. That's amazing. I think I'm trying to figure out how to balance the whole uh, taking myself out of the director hat and being the artist because I'm doing all of the things that I'm doing by myself. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to figure out how to balance like where to just let your natural personality shine and like where do I implement, okay, here you have to be more professional and pull together and then the third, but then, you know, people appreciate you having a more looser freestyle personality. So, 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 so like how does that balance with the professionalism? So I'm trying to like learn as I'm just getting in your business. If you can't tell. No, no, it's okay. I, <laughs> I, I would say, you. what helps me is looking at other creatives who do what I do, who, you know, create their own art and, um, like, they're, they're the, they're the content and the, and the, and the curator. I just look at, I just look at what other people do successfully and I kind of let that inspire me. How do you define success for yourself? Um... I would say if you feel good about it. Okay. If it's something that you didn't think you could do or that you knew would be difficult um, and you actually achieve it and you feel great about it, I feel like that's success. That, I love that answer. Because I was thinking about this question earlier before we got on the call and I was like, you know, a lot of people come into this game for fame and then a lot of people come into it to this game for success and a lot of people don't know that those two things aren't aren't mutually exclusive or that they're not the same thing correct and a lot of people don't realize like you can be successful without being famous but you can't necessarily be famous without being successful i think now, just... you can be broken famous 
Right now, yeah, this is true. But you would have had to have that success and then lose it, but you can still stay stay famous. Do you get me? Yeah, I do. I think I think people I think people just have to do what makes them happy. And if anybody, I think the main thing I think I need I need to start saying this. I think the main thing that that has worked for Oliver Twix, and I think the reason why people are drawn to me is because I've always one hundred percent done what makes me happy. Like, and it just so happened that a reality TV show saw it. It just so happened that social media existed and I was able to share this and and connect with it. Every day that I get up, every single day, every second, I do what makes me happy. Now, thank God, I you know, I'm not crazy or, you know, like, you know, the things that make me happy aren't damaging to me. Right. But everything, every piece of work, every art every edit every logo every song everything all of those things what i do it genuinely makes me happy and that's what keeps me going so even if you know let's just say god takes away all the things that you know the human things the worldly things that he's blessed me with i'll still keep doing it because it makes me happy like it watching me you know writing doing music videos finding clothes shooting them editing them all that stuff makes me happy and and that's what that's that's what makes me feel like i'm successful if that answers your question i feel like i answered it 100 percent, 1000 percent, actually because i think that you know a lot of people weigh their success in materialism or Mm -hmm. intangible things and a lot of people don't realize that at the end of the day if all of that stuff goes away can you still be proud of the art you make even if it doesn't make you money or if it doesn't go viral or platinum or this that and the third like get like get like like if you're not the number one show on the network do you still feel proud of the stuff that you're doing and and i feel like those type of things play more into the success than into fame exactly and you broke that down perfectly for me yay um (laughs) now listen with me being a trans woman who's who's gender neutral, grew up with, you know, a not strong connection to family and all of that, I connect strongly to the idea uh, of a chosen family, right? Mm-hmm. So with T.F. Madison being your gay mom, mm-hmm. what's the biggest lesson that she's taught you? Um, you gotta keep, you got, you gotta go out there and get it. You got to go out there and get it. Um, the project that I've mentioned earlier, um, of course, you know, a lot of people didn't know I was doing it because, you know, you can't talk about it until it's done and all those other things. Um, and I was gone for like a while and I was gone in like a far off place by myself. And the like, I'm trying not, I'm trying to say it without saying it. Um, I am city care guest. So like, my wheels I was, are turning, girl. No, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying to say it, but like, let's just say like even though i was gone i didn't really know if i had made um if i had if i had truly made it just yet like i was still waiting and like the days are going by and the hours are going by and i was just getting more and more like sad and depressed and you know her and i talked and she was like girl she's like do you understand like how many people have told me no or told me they're gonna do something and don't do it and she was like, it's stuff that's going on now in my life that started out like 10 years ago, eight years ago, but I didn't know. 
she was like, you just got to keep going. Like, and that's, and it goes back to what I said earlier about um, doing things that make you happy. Like the world is fickle. The world will change. The world is its own thing. But if you can find some type of peace and happiness within yourself that keeps you going, that's like, that's more than half the battle. And that was, that's one thing that I'll always hold on dear that I've learned from just being around her like she don't wait for nobody if she want to do a if she want to do a talk show she gonna buy the equipment she gonna sit down and she gonna go live it don't matter if it's two people watching 200 2000 she she gonna consistently work on her stuff and I've definitely seen the um the reward from having that type of mindset one million percent and listen, T.S. Madison is somebody who I strongly connect to because she's the first trans woman I ever saw myself in. So I've connected with her for a long time. Who was the who was the queer figure that you looked up and was like, oh, that's what makes sense. That I relate to that. You know, um, the first one, honestly was Funky Doniva. He was the first one that I was like, this sounds, looks, acts just like me. And it's so crazy that, you know, fate would have it that, you know, we would cross paths. And he is really um, so fucking amazing. He gets on my goddamn nerves. Um, (laughs) He gets on my goddamn nerves. But I love him. And he's definitely been a mainstay. Like, I, I have to and will always attribute a lot of my success to me just knowing him. Like, and he he has definitely looked out for me and has supported me and has loved on me and has helped me and has done a lot of things consistently throughout the years. And I'm very grateful to have um, someone like him in my on my team, in my corner. Shout out to Miss Funky Dineva Ross, Quentin Latham, the house down booth realness honey. yeah yeah we love her yes that is truly my youtube idol like i've had a couple channels and and the one that i have now i say all the time like if i remind you of anybody on this channel it's it's it it is 100 percent funky dineva that's who you're thinking of right now (laughs) yes if if any of this looks familiar to you (laughs) funky dineva is the only bitch that can say i called them to work for them everybody else called me he is the only person walking this earth that can say oliver twix called me to work with me i love that because like funky dineva is the first person that i saw on youtube that made me having a big ass mouth that talks a lot of shit with with good intentions normal because you know like us as little black gay boys who eventually turn into black gay women in one form or another um (laughs) we're always told like you know we're we're either too loud too flamboyant too much too high-pitched all the things of the things right and seeing Funky Dineva, it was like the first time I had ever saw somebody who sounded like me, somebody who talked shit like me, and who was doing it all to various degrees of success. Like I saw Funky on YouTube, loving hip hop. Now literally the 
the number one show on Fox. So, like, yes. it's those little bits that you take from different people that just kind of channel, like, that little bit of, oh, there's a lane for me somewhere in here, too. Like, if these people can make it, if Maddie can make it, if, if Funky can make it, if Oliver now can make it, oh, there is a lane for a Cherie Laveau to make it. Do you exactly. Know exactly. Yeah. Is there a difference between Addie as a boss and as a mom? Ooh, oh, <laughs> child, no. <laughs> child, no. She is the same, honey. I live for that. And I feel like she probably got that from her mother, honey. Shout out to Mary. Yeah, we love Miss Mary, too. Yeah. Now, speaking of moms, let's go back to Mama Twix for a second. What's the connection between her and Maddie? Or, like, is there a strong relationship between those two as your mom? I would say, I wouldn't say it's, like, a strong connection. Like, they talk and see each other all the time. But I definitely do think um, my mom appreciates and respects Madison for a lot of the things um, that she has done. Um, And Madison, you know, loves and respects my mother, you know. And they, you know, there have been times where they've had to, you know, come together and, you know, tap mics and be like, all right, girl, we got to handle the situation for the for the baby. Um, And which which are very beautiful. But like my mom loves Maddie. My I mean, and my actually my family knows Maddie. Maddie knows my family. She knows my grandparents. Um, and my my aunt, who unfortunately passed away early this year. Um, same and same thing for Funky. Thank you. Same thing for Funky too. Like you know, my family knows them. They know my family. It's very integrated. We have done like you know holidays together and stuff like that. That means the world to me because that's something that I really took from my chosen family growing up. You know, I got my my first gay mom and my first gay 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 father like 15 years old 14 15 years old and they were very connected like it like it was instrumental that they knew my grandmother knew my family like they they like had the connection had the phone number made sure like we're coming together for the bad minute this baby right here honey we raising this <laughs> child together and i think that having that connection between your chosen family and your birth family quote quote unquote if if you can have that connection is absolutely important thank you thank you thank you thank you of course thank you Mm -hmm. stop thanking me we're we're here to thank you chav i appreciate it we're here to thank you now on the last season of chasing you 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 had a conversation with maddie about your your identity and the and the conversation you were having with yourself around it. Do you have a better understanding now of where you are with that? Yes, I do. I do, I do, I do. Um, I think, not think, I know, I just like doing whatever I feel like doing that day, you know? You're just that girl. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I feel like if I feel like putting on my Nike outfit and, you know, with my lashes and my grills and my rings and my watches and maybe I want to put on a lace front and some sneakers, why not? <laughs> Go for it. Do it. I think 
now with the conversation around third gender identity being so normalized and mainstreamed, I think now it's kind of erased this whole um, rule system around presentational identity and like what a man dresses like, what a woman dresses like. I think now that we have the identity to operate outside of stereotypical and for the older people, patriarchal gender, um, I think now that allows us to just be ourselves in any form without even having to necessarily label ourselves within a gender spectrum. It's like, I'm just me, girl. Just know my name. Don't worry about nothing else. Just just, just get my name right. Right. Do you have chosen children of your own? Not yet. No, I don't. The only baby I have is my doggy, Cookie. Shout out to Cooks, man. Do you think that the power of three spinoff could still happen because i saw the trailer and was upset that it that, that that like there was no announcement in the description box right um yes it definitely could still happen it may be happening it may be happening Maybe. before y'all eyes y'all not even paying attention okay so does that mean you and q are going to be making appearances on just lauren in the future um Hello. Woo. Yes. Um, we always the three of us are always talking. And um the people will see us again. The people will see us again together doing things together. They will see us. Because, you know, I found out the news about you helping out with Chase and Dallas and the things of the things, you, 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 you know, so, so does that mean, you know, as you get further out west, we're going to be seeing you more on Chasing LA, possibly, like, like, is this just like you like dropping the little, little, uh, little plot points to be like, we've been together this whole time, Chasing Atlanta, just Lauren, Chasing LA, Power of Three spinoff. Um, you will see me actually pop up on Chasing LA this season. I think the next episode, no, not not this week's episode, but I think next week's episode, you'll see me pop up. Um, but you will see the Power of Three next year doing something together. You will. You got to come to Cancun. You got to come on the Cancun trip. You know we're we're, we're going to Cancun in February. Listen, I've already started star, did me a little, a little um, side account, throwing little um, coins in there every week. We're planning trips, but I plan to be there. I plan to be there because I need a vacation. I ain't been nowhere. I, and I haven't heard of or been to Cancun since they were doing spring break out there. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be doing a part two of this. You know, just a little, you know, hey, girl, what's this? we met each other for real yeah do you see yourself eventually producing tv that you aren't a cast member of um yes i do i do i do i do you said i like i like like you working on something yeah i mean (laughs) always yeah yeah i like to keep 
I just I just don't like sitting around. I think I think I think me now this is this is my philosophy for me. I feel like every second that we are on this earth, it is for a reason. God is putting us on this earth for a reason. And one day our time is gonna be up and we won't be able to do anything else. So while I'm here, let's take advantage of this good body and good breath that the Lord has blessed me with and, and try to do something with it. I don't like being idle. Now, like, you know, the older I've gotten and the more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to keep my hands active in something. And, you know, and it, it keeps my skill set sharp. It keeps me out there, you know, in the, in the community, in the world, you know, with people seeing me do stuff and working. Um, and I feel like I'm fulfilling his mission and plan for my life, which was to be a creative. That's exactly what you should be doing, because they say people like like they say that you're only as good as your last job, and you always seem to have a last five jobs at the same time. So I think giving people an option of like <laughs> where to choose your greatness from, it's like what pool do we choose? Like what talent of his do we choose? To put into this space and I think that's the benefit of being like a creative or a multi-hyphenate like you are is like you don't just bring one thing to the table you bring a table you bring chairs you bring a place setting you bring your own bottles and mimosas and things like you bring a whole spread yeah I mean first started out it was very hard to get people to like help me out or like to do things for me and I've never been the type of person like I'll probably ask you like one or two times and then once the third time come I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go figure it out I'm just gonna go figure it out learn how to do it open up one down the street from you and make it better I am completely 100% that girl I am 100% that girl like I'll ask for her or, or the help like hey can you teach me how to fish real quick then when you don't answer then I'm just gonna go google it and, or just go tie me a string to a stick and, 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 and I'm totally with you on that now yes. I just have a random question because I okay. want to get into your YouTube channel and your reality TV coverage and I couldn't think of a better way to start this section of questions than this Okay. As a fellow trainer fan, mm-hmm. how did you feel when Tiffany didn't know the words "the nasty bitch"? Oh, I was I was slightly gagged. I was like, "Girl, <laughs> how you don't know this song?" But I get I it. In I was watching that video happen live, and I'm sitting here screaming the lyrics at my phone. It is so funny. I will never forget that. She she was like, yeah, I was a trainer girl. She was, she was like, well, girl, that was true. Shout out to Tiffany. Shout that out was to one Tiffany. of my shout out to Tiffany, because that was one of my moments. That was one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on any of your interviews. Oh, thank you. That was so hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> Is there a difference? in interviewing the girls from ANTM versus the girls from the zoo show like oh most like definitely yeah most definitely um i mean i think it's just a cultural difference you know mm. um i mean i mean i'm pretty much myself 
any in any in any arena. Um, right. but you know, with the Zeus girls, you know, girl, it's you know, it's <laughs> they give that, a whole nother tease. Girl. That's you know, that's BET. You know, that's you know, that's us. <laughs> Whereas right. with the top model girls, you know, I have to. And, and, That's very ABC. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's like e, e news, all that stuff. So, you know, 100%. the approach is the same, but there is a cultural difference between the two. I wondered if you felt that because I was like watching these two different cops, like like you interviewing like Lex from <laughs> like like Big Lexi. And then interviewing like Shannon from Cycle Two, mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if you, because the approach is the is the exact same. It's just the way that these women answer. I always wonder if that like like steers the way you approach the interview. Yes, it does. It does. I love that because I just like I I love how you can maintain you being yourself while still navigating these two completely different types of women in the exact same format successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Now, speaking of your you, YouTube channel, this has nothing to do with reality TV, but this just goes to show you how nosy I am. As a fellow Charmed fan, were you as enthusiastic about the reboot or were you upset with the original cast like me? Oh, no. I was very excited about the reboot. I've watched the reboot. I really do like the reboot. Um... I feel like I feel like those girls are being bitter, honestly. <laughs> like, like y'all have had your time. Like, like, like. Let's just be realistic. Shannon Doherty is is has physical ailments. Mm-hmm. Rose McGowan looks like she has mental ailments. Um, Alyssa Milano has social and political ailments. And, and Holly Marie Combs is only the really only the one that's you know I feel like still got her like her complete head on straight the right way. Y'all not orbing, y'all not flying through no doors, y'all not getting tossed across. Y'all are y'all like let it go. Like y'all didn't write, y'all didn't come up with the concept. And for me too, like I was happy just to see that the charm ones were of uh, were people of color. So I color. was like fuck it. Like I like I like the original girls. Nothing will ever replace the original girls. They are icons in television and in this whole ritual world. But I'm gonna rock with my melanated sisters on this situation because yeah, because Dina is beautiful and she's always been beautiful. But I have the voice, Curtis. Right. Love that. Love that. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm upset. I was just more so like. I think the thing that kept me from being upset was that they made the girls, or at least two of them, women of color. I was like, oh, okay, you got me back. You you, you got me back. I did kind of understand where some of the girls were coming from when they were like, damn, y'all ain't call us at all? Like, we ain't dead. Like, we could have been the aunties or at least been, you know, evil witches in an episode or something. I, I can understand that. But then when you break it down like that, and you remind me of all the issues the individual women have. Yeah. I don't I don't really want to see the Hollowell sisters battling Trump team. So I can 
I get it. That's and, fair. That's, and I personally fair. feel like I feel like if they would have been more positive, like been like, oh my god, congratulations to y'all, do the damn thing, like you know, keep they the you know, don't. thank you, thank you for keeping our name alive, thank you for keeping this show alive, you know, thank you. I feel like they possibly could have had a different result and outcome, but I just don't I think believe- it pays to be negative. That's fair, and I've learned that the hard way because Lord knows. I'm a bitter bitch when I want to be, but that's just my Virgo Virgoing. Um, so I'm definitely learning. Like as I get older, like I'm 31 now. Now I'm like, girl, I just don't have time. Like, 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 there's too many coins to count, things to do, bills to pay, things to buy, to be sitting around being worried about being mad at somebody. Let's just keep it pushing. Exactly. Would you rather star or or? produce television and think think we kind of answered this earlier oh i will always rather be in front of the camera even though i get i get way more money being behind it like way more cut out again I, um, but it's fun but I would I would rather be in front that just hit me really hard what 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 what, what you just said you you say you make way more money behind the camera but you get more fulfillment being in front of it yes uh-huh that speaks to me because I think when it comes to this type of career when it comes to the entertainment industry being a content creator where it's like you more or less have to create your own success and then create yourself within the entertainment industry as a whole sometimes it's really easy for people to get lost in what's gonna make them their next dollar or like what's gonna get them to their next job when this industry is so kind of like undeterminable so the fact that you're willing to sacrifice a coin to just do what you love that's inspirational for me yeah I mean I, I I don't know what's the right way I just know what it has always worked for me and I've I've, I've always like I said earlier I've always done what I wanted to do and I've never not had a job like I've all like honestly when something will something ends the next thing just pops up out of nowhere and I ride that wave until the next thing comes on. Like it hasn't, no, I haven't, I've, I've literally worked every day of my life since I was like 16, 17. Like I've, I've always just had some type of income coming in, like something, one thing ends and another thing will just open up. I love that. I think that that speaks to the power of not only faith, but determination, to your creativity, you being a multi-hyphenate, being that you have so many different talents to offer, you don't have to get stuck in just one lane. And you're helping me realize that a lot of the shit that I'm doing is like, like I'm on the right path, but I just mm-hmm. need to channel my, channel my, my, my um shit better. Because like I, I do the podcast, I do YouTube, I do music, I dance, I, I do my own artwork, I. I do my own editing, da 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 da, and like I want to channel all of that into what I'm doing overall. But sometimes it feels like you you have to like balance one talent at a time. And seeing you just be able to be like, no, just take all the peacock feathers, darling. Like just let like just take all the talents at once. And y'all, 
I yeah, really. Yeah, you you sound like one of my really one of my best friends. I ain't gonna say his name, but like he's a multi <laughs> he's a multi hyphenate too. But the bitch is always just trying to like create an equation out of it. I'm like, shut up and just do it. What do you feel like doing today? Do you feel like rapping? Okay, rap. Go do that. What do you feel like doing tomorrow? Just do it. Just don't try to don't try to create uh uh an equation or like a roadmap. Just do it. And just make it look good, whatever it is. Just do it to the best of your ability. And it'll all make sense later on. I'm cutting that sound bite right there and I'm just implanting it into my mind. Because <laughs> I have to tell I have to tell myself that all the cause I am that girl that is trying to find the limit and like Lindsay is screaming in my face. The limit does not exist, Mary. Yeah. Like, just go. <laughs> just go do it. And I've held myself back a lot just trying to have the perfect presentation when I need to just go and do it and then fix it along the way. Good. Now, yeah. Now, as a fellow stand of America's Next Top Model, I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Okay, let's do it. Just, what's your favorite cycle? Cycle six. Favorite cast member? Danny Evans. Yes, God! Sorry. Favorite judge? Um, uh, Miss J. Alexander. Period. We're the same person right now. Favorite, favorite shoot or photo? My favorite shoot. Um, you know what? Any cover girl photo shoot, honestly. I live. My favorite shoot is always gonna be cycle three with the tarantulas and the diamonds. In fact, a lot of season three shoots were it. Like the, um, like the multi-personality shoes, like, ah, I love that one too. But the diamond photos, I, I feel like those photos are just timeless. Those I, photos are my favorite top model photos overall. Yes, I feel like Yaya and Eva's photos were just for, like those could come out today as campaign and still be Big Mac. I agree. What's your favorite international destination? Um... <laughs> I would I would have to say Thailand only because um, <laughs> seeing like all those black girls over there in Asia and just like them taking in Annie from Rhonda just reacting to the Thailand of it all is so funny <laughs> to me. Like y'all black asses is over here being black. For Rhonda up on this elephant baby. For Rhonda dancing in that um in that in that in that um that dance challenge, she started hip hopping in classic iconic yeah, television. Iconic icon. Shout out to Rhonda wherever you are, <laughs> wherever She's you in- are, for Rhonda. She's where now? And she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer now. Go off, girl. You the one. Favorite final runway? Um, I would say that's a good. Oh, um, cycle four, Africa, walking on water. Yeah. <laughs> the beat of that, like the music from that runway show, lived in my mind rent free. Like I can yeah. always hear the music of hearing Naima walk down that runway for the second time with that sheer dress on. Oh, the mohawk of it all. 
if you could have been on Judge on any cycle, which cycle would it have been? Oh, um, cycle 16. Mm. The high fashion cycle. Fair. I, you know, this isn't even on my uh, question, but do you miss the early, like, did you prefer the earlier seasons when they were trying to find the next French Vogue, as, as you know, Janice kept saying, or did you, like, enjoy when it kind of jumped the shark and got campy? You know, I, I like the earlier seasons for the nostalgia, but the, the latest, not, okay, it's certain later seasons, like cycle 16, I love that cycle, cycle like 15, 14, I stopped liking, I even liked the last cycle they did, I like cycle 24 and 23, the one they did on VH1, I, re- I, re- I really liked 24, I thought 24 was like a return to like what it used to be. Um, yeah, me too. I live for I live for a little a little of both. So I feel like the I feel like cycles like uh I would say probably cycles like six all the way up until like 14, 16 are like those are like my favorite. With I feel like their golden years being like between cycle six and I would say I would say 12. Cycle 6 to 12 was like, this is good top model. Um, This is like, this is the best of like it actually being a modeling competition and then them putting some creativity and, you know, a little camp in there to make it entertaining. Yeah, I totally see that. If you could... Now, if you could work on cycle 25... Because they, because they, Tyra has been teasing this cycle. She said maybe it can happen, maybe it won't happen. I feel like she's giving up on it, but she just don't want to tell us that. If you could work on cycle 25, would you be a judge, art director, producer, or be one of the models? I would be the art director. Brilliant. I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, I would be art director. Good, because I want to be the runway coach. No shade. Yeah. Um, now, th- now this question I actually didn't have written, but it makes me want to think, but I do want your opinion on this. If you could put together your ultimate judging panel, who would be your judges? Janice Dickinson, Miss J. Alexander, Andre Leon Talley, Twiggy, and Tyra. Love that. Very good pa- I thought that was going to be a harder question, to be honest, because they've had so many good judges. Mm-hmm. I'm still... I wish we could have got Kamora Lee Simmons for at least two seasons. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she was nice. I don't think we could have got her more than two seasons. Like, I could have dealt with her just one more season just to see what she would have gave. But then after that, it would have been like, okay, get just 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 get the Paulina Forescova. Yeah. What was the inspiration for Twix Fix Seasoning? Hard left. Um, Chef Holly kept bugging me about it, and so I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, take this coin, take this check, honey. Yeah, Chef Holly kept just kept aggravating me. It was like, you need to do it. I was like, okay, girl. Well, shout out to Chef Holly. Now, is she bothering you about expanding the brand into more seasonings or like more uh products? Yeah, Chef Holly and I are Okay. 
Yeah, we'll be doing something this Saturday um, that will be an expansion of the Twix Fix seasoning. Nice. Well, luckily, by the time this comes out, this will already have happened. Yeah. So I won't... I won't tell you to um, spoil it, but just make sure y'all look out for it. Yes, look out for it. What are your music plans? Um, oh, sorry, go so, ahead. No, no, no. I'm working on the EP right now as I mm-hmm. wait for the next show to be dropped, basically. So, like, I'm okay. really just getting my feet out there again and, you know, putting out new music and new vi- videos, visuals, um, back-to-back. Like, you know, I need to put out one, like, soon. Um, And just trying to, you know, rev it up a little bit, trying to really get to know myself again and get to, you know, get comfortable doing videos, recording music, editing them, putting them out, learning the, you know, the social media space, all that other stuff as I get ready for this next chapter. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have an idea of when the EP is coming? Is it finished? Are are you still writing? Is it going to be like Lauryn Hill's album? Cardi B's second album? So the EP... Oh, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been really... I've been recording the EP in front of everybody's face for the last three years. Um, I just don't think people have really been catching on. They'll, I feel like they'll catch on when it when it happens. Um, I've I've been using Chasing Atlanta as like my little focus group to see what people like, what they don't, what they respond to, what sounds good. Um, and so with that, like the EP is basically done. I now just have to go in and like you know re-record some things, add some things revisit some things um but yeah the, the ep is done really i love that how did you come up with the idea to use just specifically this audience as your fo- as, as the focus group um because i knew they would be honest like brutally honest and that's the kind of like honesty i need because i want to be successful so tell okay, me tell me yeah, like you know, I want to hear the I want to hear the worst of the worst, um, because they're gonna tell me, so I can actually get better on it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Go for the, go for the hot, go oh, go for the worst first, so you have nowhere else to else to go but up. Correct. I live for that. Now your pen is exquisite. Thank you. As I said, boot boot. Before we don't get this many actual lyricists from our community, right? Thank you. So I have to ask, of course, have you written for anyone else or do you plan to? Um I've I've written for T.S. Madison. <laughs> um I don't think I've written for anybody else. Um I mean if they ask me and the in the money's is good, I'll do it. I don't care. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Now, speaking of money, how much you charge for a feature? Because I'm working on my EP right now, and you know, I live for you, and I'm scraping to going on to uh, Cancun, but I got a loan for a feature from the Twix. Um, you have to, you know, contact me. We'll handle that, that business in the email over the DMs. Um, I don't like, yeah, I don't like to say the price out loud because yeah, you know the ops watching. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, girl. We'll drop the DM in the um links in the episode. 
Gotcha. Now, definitely, definitely. What's the legacy you want your career in totality to leave behind? Um, I want to leave behind the power of believing in yourself, being a good person, and creating the world that you want to live in. I love that. I love that. And my last question for you, we've kind of been dropping hints on this, but since you always have at least six or seven plates going in the air, let's remind everybody, Mm -hmm. what's next for the head nerd in charge? What is next? Um, So I'm working basically full time as Dr. Heavenly's content creator and um, marketing in-house marketer for her for all of the things that she does and she's put some like big projects on my plate that I'm very excited about to, um, to do um, things I've never done before but we're going to figure it out um, so that's hey. exciting I'm revving back up my YouTube with some um, content that the people love the people love to see me talk to reality TV folks and get into the things of the things so we're revving that up um that's coming i'm also going to be introducing some new segments to my youtube channel that i'm very excited about um in some areas that people say they want to see some stuff so right now we're just in a season of creating and doing um i won't say trying to reinvent but trying to expand on the foundation we've established for ourselves to see where we can go moving forward while we wait on the the next thing to release itself and then see what that does. Okay. And I said that was my last question, but I thought I had this written down and didn't. My actual last question is, do you plan on doing another board game since you brought back the other one? You know, that was like a... um, What do they call them? Like a... What do they call them? Like I was just, I was just like the face for it for during that time. During, yeah, um, they actually hit me up a couple months ago and said they were doing something, but there's been no talks of us actually collaborating again. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't have any, I don't have any board games or any like games, you know, reaching out to me right now. So right now, no, nothing's going on with that. Because if you ever had an idea. Or like wanted to do one. Like I had an idea for one that I could shoot to you about music, but that's just because I have ideas that I don't know what to do with. But but since you've already been in the area of the lane of the like you've been in that door before, so I figured maybe you can do something more more with that idea than I can. Because mm-hmm. I don't even play board games, but I'm just bored and I have ideas. Gotcha. Yeah, shoot it over. Of course. Now, with that being said, I appreciate you so much. I am now going to re- going to re- release you back into the wild. Thank you so much for hanging with me. I appreciate you so much. This has been a great conversation. You really dropped gems on me that I didn't expect. And you've given me something really substantial to take away, not just from the interview's perspective, but things that I actually want to work into my own life. Because you've given me a lot of inspiration inspiration today and I'm mostly grateful for that but thank you for your time as well no you're so welcome and thank you for inviting me on your platform I appreciate it of course and I will be in touch this should be coming out sometime around next week I'm not exactly sure what day 
but I will um, dare <laughs> um, drop you a note and all of that stuff so so you'll be aware but thank you again and you enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much and stay booked and blessed man yes yes and I'm sending you energy positive energy blessings your way and I wish you well on everything that you do and I look forward to seeing what you do next thank you so much I'm so you're grateful you're so welcome have a good one you as well talk soon All right, you guys, that was my conversation with Oliver Twiggs. Let me know what you guys thought about this interview. I was so freaking nervous. I think I stuttered more in this interview more than I have in any of the others. You know, this conversation kind of turned into one of those things where throughout the entire conversation, I was thinking, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy when you meet somebody who directly inspires you in one way or another because you think that you're going to have your shit together. You think that you're prepared and you get in front of them and then all of a sudden all of the angst, all of the nerves come and you don't really know if you're doing well, if you're fumbling through it, if you're fucking it up. And I experienced all of those nerves nerves during this interview because this is somebody who, you know, for some reason, just because this person inspires you, that you it means all of a sudden you want to impress them. And I don't know where that comes from because I was so prepared for this interview. I wrote all of these questions out. I I knew exactly where I wanted the interview to go and all of these things, but, you know, you just want to make sure that you make a good impression because you never know where these conversations are going to go later on. So, you know, I appreciate Oliver for being patient with me, for being able to understand what the hell I was saying, what the hell I was saying through my thick speech impediment. Um, But, you know... I just appreciate all the gems that he dropped, all of the lessons that he taught, all of the words that he bestowed upon me because, you know, not only did he answer the questions, he also gave advice. And I also learned a lot throughout this interview. And I'm going to be listening to this one back quite often to remind myself of, you know, the journey that it's going to take for me to get where I want to go. And yeah this was a big one for me and I thank everybody for being on the ride with me to get here I thank everybody for joining the conversation and being a part and supporting um if you like the podcast make sure to give me a five-star rating leave me a review we're officially on all podcast streamers so you can catch me any and everywhere that you stream podcasts um make sure you guys check out the show on youtube real reality realness the super chat on my youtube channel georgia carolina where i basically recap the show and let you know you know all of my highlights from this past week of episodes and let you know what to expect coming on next week's episode um yeah let me know what you think about the new podcast art i gave the show a fresh makeover and you know 
I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of the new artwork that I've created for the show. So let me know what you guys think about that and all of the things of the things. But I appreciate you all for being here. Thank you again. Make sure you guys follow the podcast on Instagram, Real Reality Realness. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Sheree Laveau. Um, follow my new podcast that I'm coming out with with my friend Megan Eady from Real Housewives Insta on Instagram, Housewives History with MC, which is Housewives History with Megan and Cherie. Um, we'll be launching new episodes soon. I can't wait to talk to you more about that podcast, the format, all of the things coming up because I'm really proud of that show as a sister podcast to this one because it's so different yet it's going to be so much fun so many laughs so much insanity and so much nostalgia so much housewives so anyway thank you guys for being here i love you all dearly make sure you guys be real stay in reality and always bring the realness i am sheree laveau this has been real reality realness and until the next episode love you bye Peace.